Hey YBO fam, it's your host Christina Royster. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening and you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO podcast. Today's episode, we're doing our pop culture roundup. I haven't done this in a minute, so I know you guys have missed it and you're looking forward to it. This is what I've been watching, what I've been listening to, and also I'm going to get into a little bit of the news. Uh, Most importantly, the death of 23-year-old black woman Lauren Smith Fields after her Bumble date. Um, This is a crazy, crazy situation, and it's not the first time I've heard something like this, so let's get into it. I know it's been a minute and I'm a little rusty, but we usually start with put y'all on. So I'm going to bring that back for this episode. I'm going to share with you guys my put y'all on. And it's really just a word of encouragement. Um, I got to be honest with you guys. I did not feel like recording this episode today because I faced some rejection today and I'm in my feelings. Um, Long story short, I received a no for a professional opportunity that I was interested in. So that sucks. And I cried my little eyes out. And the the encouraging part, I'm getting there. The encouraging part is I kept saying to myself, like, oh, I feel like a failure. And I went on Facebook. And usually Facebook embarrasses you by showing you something you said 10 years ago. But this one, this flashback was from six years ago on January 25th, 2016. So about this time, six years ago, I posted failure says nothing about you. You learn more from failure than success. Failure is not falling down. It's staying down. Hmm. Interesting. So I was quite the little intellectual six years ago when I was, what, 20 years old? The ironic thing is you never know what people are going through behind closed doors because I was definitely in a toxic relationship at that time, yet I was posting stuff like that. So I was probably trying to encourage myself at that time as well. So long story short, I am learning from my failures and this isn't even a failure. You know, my friend keeps reminding me that rejection is sometimes God's protection. So that's my put y'all on. Just remember that if a door closes on you, that's not the door for you. And maybe God will get you through the window. Maybe God will get you through the roof. I don't know, but he will make a way for you and for me. So that's my put y'all on. So what have I been up to besides getting rejected? (laughs) I'm just kidding. What have I been up to? Well, recently I posted on Instagram. I felt like, I feel like a geriatric millennial. That's what they call us old millennials. Or when you're starting to feel like you're an aging millennial, they call us geriatric millennials. And there's no shame in my game. I honestly um, finally had to humble myself and say, I don't know something. I don't know what's trending. I don't know what's going on. And I'm talking about the push and pee thing. If you haven't heard, you know, Gunna has a song off his latest album called push and pee. And essentially P means keeping it playa and, and being positive. It has a, it has a, a couple meanings I'd say, but it's, it's, it's mostly a positive statement. You're keeping it P you're pushing P I didn't know that I had to look it up like an old lady. Like what is pushing P on Google? (laughs) It's kind of embarrassing, but I've just accepted the fact that like not everything is meant for me to know. I am 26 pushing 27 and that's not even that old, but it definitely feels like it. So shout out to my geriatric millennials. In fact, I actually recorded a YouTube video with my friends, Brianna and Halil about this subject. And we kind of did a, you know, millennial this or that, you know, Do you prefer loose pants or skinny jeans? Do you prefer side parts or 
uh, middle parts because the middle parts really only just started to come back. Uh, I was very much a side part girl and I also did the side pony. The side pony, baby, you couldn't tell me nothing with my little side ponytail hanging off the side of my head. So yeah, but being a millennial, it has its perks. But um, for the most part, I feel like we get a bad rap. Like, I don't know. I feel like millennials are lit, but mm, you be the judge. All right, let's move on to what I've been listening to. Um, Not a whole lot, to be honest. I liked Corday's album. Um, It's the beginning of the year, so not a whole lot of new albums or anything like that. Still listening to... Um, Actually, Nas came out with the album like... After King's Disease 2, he came out with another album called Magic at the end of 2021. I feel like it came out around Christmas and I totally missed it, but another great Nas album. And um, this new single by Shinseya featuring Megan Thee Stallion, not my personal favorite. Honestly, somebody asked me and I rated it like a 7 out of 10. Um, and that's just being generous. Just, I don't know. It's not a bad song. It's just boring. When I listened to it, I was just like, um, Megan Thee Stallion's not really necessary on this song. Like, this could have been a great Shinseya song. And so it just reminds me of how, I think I talked about on the podcast before, they keep trying to make these collabs happen. And I'm just like, why don't you stop forcing stuff down our throat? I understand they probably were like, oh, Shinseya, Megan, two hot black women, let's put them together and this song's gonna be a hit. Remember I said that with the, um... The Lizzo and Cardi B song, they were trying to like recapture the magic from the Normani and Cardi B song. This ain't it. Like this is not it. And it's actually disrespectful to me as somebody who likes music. Like you can't just keep slapping artists together and and just expect us to love it because the Shinseya song could have been great without Megan. There's been a couple songs like that. Like Megan and that that Maroon 5 song. I try to put that song out of my memory because I'm like, why? We don't need this. Um... So yeah, that song, I was like, eh, what else have I been listening to? That's really pretty much it. I know there's like new music out there, but I just haven't really been into that. I I have been watching a lot of TV. So let's talk about what I've been watching. First, I watched this docuseries called Stay Close on Netflix. And this was giving me the same vibes as clickbait, you know, kind of a small town whodunit. Um, well, not even a small town, but this story is just like a murder mystery whodunit. Um, I really wasn't, I really didn't have a suspect the whole time I was watching. I really didn't know who did it, but the husband was looking suspicious. Turns out the husband got himself involved. Well, I don't want to give it away. The point is stay close was really good. And it seems like, um, this is a, a production based off of a book. And so the, the author has other books that they are turning into Netflix series as we speak. So Stay Close was really interesting. I was just here for it because it was a predominantly, it was, it was a, it was a black family. I was going to say predominantly black cast, but that's not true. There was, I, I would say it was half and half, but there were people of color. The main character was a black woman and they were British though. So that was interesting. Um, Stay Close. I liked it. If you're into the murder mystery type of thing, um, the whole story was like, she used to be a stripper and then she ran away for a new life, but her past came back to haunt her. And speaking of which, I know I'm like two years late, but I just started watching P Valley on stars. That show is awesome. That show is real. That show is raw. Brianna, me and Brianna were watching it together and Brianna was like squeamish because 
There was a lot of real raw shit on there. That's mad awkward to watch with your friends. <laughs> but you got to get into it. That's good TV. So P-Valley has stolen my heart. Um, but let's get back to Netflix. I've also been watching Cheer. So Cheer, I was late to the game, as I usually am, unfortunately. <laughs> There's just too many TV shows out here to watch, okay? So I watched Cheer. It's a docuseries on Netflix about um, junior college cheerleading. Very, very competitive, very big deal, just like Last Chance You. And so after I watched it, I posted on Instagram, oh my God, I love this show, and Jerry is my favorite character. Everybody started replying to me like, oh my God, no girl. Like, have you seen the recent news about Jerry? This is the problem when you binge a show later and you do not stay up to date. So Jerry apparently had some uh, sexual assault charges or something because he was texting an underage boy. He is gay and he's in college and he was texting an underage boy. And so I just figured after that scandal, they weren't going to do a second season, to be honest. It was pretty bad. But they did. They turned around and pulled out a second season, even during a pandemic. And it's still great. I love the show. Um, I just love watching competitive cheerleading. I always have. That's a secret I probably have never told anybody. I used to like watch cheer competition videos when I was a teenager and just wish and dream that I could do a back handspring. So yeah, that's my uh, secret. <laughs> um, everybody has their thing that they like to watch on YouTube and that used to be mine as a kid. And so I was hoping that they would address it. I'm only on like the second episode, but they have not, I mean, they addressed it. They were like, yeah, this happened with Jerry. But that was it. They didn't say anything else about it. And that's particularly weird to me because Jerry is still on the second season. So I guess he didn't go to jail or anything, which is, I don't know. I was going to say good, but I don't know. Because I don't know. The, I don't want to come off and say something bad. But the way I saw it is he was... You know what? I'm going to just not even talk about this. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to just put a pin in it right now before I say something stupid about the bottom line is he was underage and he was texting somebody who was underage. I don't I don't know the age. I don't know the age gap, but by law, he was underage and that's all that matters. So I'm not even going to try to defend it. So moving on, <laughs> moving on to some other fucked up shit. I've been watching HBO's Succession. Actually, everything on HBO these days is fucked up because we're going to talk about Euphoria in a second. But HBO's Succession. Where do I even start with this show? It kept getting nominated for so many awards and y'all kept talking about it on social media. So I was like, all right, let me see what the hype is about. It's a show with five seasons so far. So I'm like, damn, I got to get into five seasons. I'm slow and steady. I'm still on season one. I just started probably the beginning of January. But this show is essentially all about a white, you know, millionaire family and um, the father, the first episode has a stroke. And I believe that this show is supposed to be based off the uh, Bernie Murdoch's life and story or whatever. But the father, the first episode had a stroke. And so they were like, all right, we're going to appoint the son as the new CEO because you're in no shape to run the company. But he's a prick. And he was like, fuck that. I still want to run the company. 80 years old, post stroke. Fine, go off then. And so he still wants to run the company and is being a dickhead to all of his kids. Um, Macaulay Culkin's brother plays one of the kids. Great cast. Not, not very diverse, but I'm not expecting any diversity from this show. You get, you get what you pay for. This show is strictly about a white millionaire family 
and all their messy drama. The daughter um, flirting with her ex while engaged to her ordinary not millionaire fiance. The one son is on drugs and relapsing. The other son can't have sex and only masturbates in front of his girlfriends. Very, very weird HBO white shit. It's very, (laughs) but sometimes as a person of color, sometimes you do want to escape and you just want to see how the other side lives and you want to see how messy white people can be too. So it's a great show. Um, I I was going to see if there's anything interesting else from that show to share. Oh yeah. The 80 year old brother has an equally old other, no, the, the 80 year old man has an equally old brother and his brother hates him and also wants him out the company. So that's funny. Um, and then there's the ordinary cousin slash grandnephew who isn't a millionaire, but he's trying to like wiggle his way into the millionaire status with the first cousins. So, um, it's all very interesting. It's a great show and you can just, even the first season, it's just been unraveling since season one. So I can only imagine it gets worse and worse and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, as I said, I like the white messiness. (laughs) Now let's talk about euphoria, man. Um, I just want to highlight how Zendaya stays with a check. Zendaya was a hit with um euphoria season one i'm pretty sure didn't she win a a golden globe or something for the for the um the uh role anyways they they cut due to covid okay they're not filming euphoria what can we do they put out two episodes um that weren't really related to the season but kind of just to to wet the palates of of the audience i personally did not watch those two episodes i just forgot about them and never did but now season two is here and in between Zendaya has done Malcolm and Marie. Zendaya has done Zoom. I said Zoom. The movie is called Dune. I'm losing it. She did Malcolm and Marie. She did Dune. She did um, Spider-Man. So she has kept the check while Euphoria... Euphoria at this point, I forgot about Euphoria. Euphoria was like a second check to her. But now the show is back on. And I love seeing the memes about how, oh, this is how they do it at Euphoria High School. Like, (laughs) because Euphoria High School, which... Reminds me, I don't even know the actual name of the high school. I'm just calling it Euphoria High School. Euphoria High School has no rules. Euphoria High School, they're wearing crop tops and and nipple piercings and, and ripped fishnets to class. And they're smoking and doing all these drugs and having sex. I was not doing this when I was 17 years old. Rue, Rue Day's character, Rue, doesn't even have a car. She's riding a bike everywhere. Like, I was not doing this when I was a kid. The kind of drugs and sex and alcohol that they show in, in this TV show. You, you, at, at that point, you just have to tell yourself, like, all right, this is just 20-somethings pretending to be in high school. And I don't really care because I'm here for it. I'm here for the show. The show is wildly entertaining. Um, it's just so, I don't know what the word is. It's just so real, I guess. Um, I mean, the whole part about these kids doing all these crazy drugs well, that might be real. I don't know what high school is like these days. And that's why I talked about at the beginning of the episode, I feel like I'm a geriatric millennial. I, I, it used to be, oh, kids used to just smoke a little pot. Nowadays, kids are doing, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but somebody almost died of an overdose in like the first episode. So that's just what this show is about. And the show is crazy. Um, Rue is down bad. At, at, at this point, you have to at least know something about the show. Rue is recovering drug addict she is only in high school and she has a problem with drugs 
And now the last episode, she had the bright idea to sell them. Sweetie, you're a drug addict. You're just going to use your supply. It's not a good idea. She's really down bad. And so everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe Rue. I can't believe Rue. Did you guys forget how addiction works? Like that's why this show is real. Like she will literally do anything for drugs. And the crazy part is she talked about gaslighting on the episode. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to gaslight my sister and tell her I'm just smoking a little bit of weed. When in reality, she's like completely doing all sorts of drugs. And so I was like, well, that's relatable. Telling people like, oh, it's just a little bit of weed. <laughs> so yeah, Euphoria definitely on my watch list right now. Um, I just can't get enough of that show. And Zendaya is just so kick ass. Like the scenes where she's acting high, like they're so real. Like she's so good. I love seeing this new upcoming talent in my generation. I just love to see it. Well, I guess Jen, I can't keep up. I just said Zendaya because I was trying to say Gen Z. It is Zendaya. It is the generation of Zendaya, okay? <laughs> yeah, check out Euphoria, man. Love that show. Now, here's what else is coming up. This has not aired yet. The Janet Jackson documentary. I am so looking forward to this because I've never seen a great, you know, all-encompassing documentary and documentation of Janet's life, like just Janet. I don't want to know about the Jackson five. I don't want to know my, about Michael Jackson, although they are going to dive into Michael and I'm glad that they're at least going to mention it because at the end of the day, Michael Jackson was fucked up and it had to rub off on his family and we need to talk about it. Right? So they said that Jackson granted exclusive access to never before seen home videos and archival footage for the documentary, which covers her life and career. I'm reading from Billboard. Her life and career from childhood through superstardom and touches on controversial moments like the 2014 Super Bowl halftime show. So yeah, we're going to get into it. Um, and then they also have Mariah Carey, Missy Elliott, Whoopi Goldberg, Regina King, Tyler Perry, Samuel Jackson, Janelle Monet, Sierra, Tiana Taylor, Paula Abdul, all on the documentary, making appearances to speak about, you know, their longtime partnerships and stuff with Janet Jackson. And then, um, oh, it says that family members, including Katherine Jackson, the mother, will also appear in the two-part special. So this is two parts. It's airing on Lifetime and A&E. So y'all better log into somebody's account and watch it on those two apps, Lifetime or A&E. And it's kicking off on Friday, January 28th. And then the second episode is going to air the following night. I'm really excited about this. You guys know I love me a documentary. So um, I just hope that they really get into the nitty gritty. There's a lot to cover with Janet. That's why they had to break it up into two episodes. So I, I did see the trailer. And at one point she was like, I don't want to talk about this. And I was like, mm, hope we don't have too much of that because we really need her to be open and just share it. I'm really, I'm ready for it. I'm preparing myself. Now, let's talk about what I mentioned in the intro. Let's talk about the news. And this is going to be the segment where I talk about the death of Lauren Smith Fields. I think the best way to approach this is to just read to you guys an article from The Cut by Danielle Cohen, and then I'll give my opinions afterwards. So on December 12th, 2021, a 23-year-old black woman named Lauren Smith Fields was found dead in her apartment in Bridgeport, Connecticut after a bumble date. In the month and a half since her death, her family has insisted that her case was not taken seriously and police bungled the investigation. Now, look, the last episode of YBO, we talked about 
how police treat cases of missing and murdered black people. And this is just another example. This article says that this week, uh, so I'm currently recording this on January 26th. This week, her death was ruled an accidental overdose, but her family still has questions and they're announced, they've announced that they plan to sue the city of Bridgeport for being racially insensitive and failing to properly investigate her death. Smithfield's case is far from the first time a black woman's death has failed to receive the resources and attention, as I just said. But also what I was trying to say at the top of the episode was this is not the first time I've heard of Bumble or Tinder dates going wrong. We have to be careful out here. We have to be careful out here. Um, let me just finish reading this. It says that while her family awaits the results of an independent autopsy, Bridgeport has also opened a criminal investigation into Smithfield's death concerning the viol- the involvement of fentanyl. So it says that's all we seem to know so far. But um, here's the guy that she went on a date with. It says, Smithfields was found unresponsive in the early morning of December 12th after a 37-year-old white man named Matthew LaFount called 911. LaFount had been on a date with Smithfields the previous night and claims that when he woke up that morning, she was lying on her right side, not breathing, with blood dripping from her nose. In his account, LaFont recalls arriving at her house. She asked him for $40 for her nails and then told her to meet at her house. He brought a bottle of tequila. They drank. They played games. They had food. They watched a movie. And he claims that she went to the bathroom to throw up. And then at another point, she went outside to get something from her brother and went to the bathroom where she stayed in the bathroom for 10 to 15 minutes. The police report says that he found it odd but didn't feel it was his place to say anything as he didn't know her that well. Uh, LaFount claims that she fell asleep during the movie and he carried her into the bedroom and slept next to her and that he woke up at 3 a.m. to go to the bathroom and heard her snoring so she was alive then. But then at 6.30 a.m. he woke up to find her not breathing and she was finally pronounced dead at 6.59 a.m. The medic said she had not been alive for at least an hour. So the police report says that LaFount was frantic and visibly shaken, but was not taken into custody. He's still not a person of interest as of today, as of the time I'm recording this. How is the one person who found her dead not a person of interest and not immediately questioned? Like, that's called white privilege, white male privilege, 37-year-old white male on a date with a 23-year-old black woman in her apartment? Come on now. I don't care how this date happened. I don't care if it was a sugar baby date or what. I don't care. The point is, this woman died. The last person she was with was this white man, and he wasn't questioned. And it just goes back to everything we've been saying about we are not taken seriously. Look how hard the country was out here fighting for Gabby Petito. And we can't even have the one person who found her dead questioned and taken into custody? I'm disgusted, but I'm not surprised. Every time I see outrage on social media, I think to myself, are we really surprised? I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised that Lauren's case is not being treated with the utmost respect that it deserves. And so I just want to say rest in peace to Lauren Smithfields. And I really pray that we find out more about her death. If it was an overdose, if she did do drugs, fine. But... I want them to at least thoroughly investigate that man.
because it just breaks my heart. Just the pictures. Look at the pictures of her. She's so beautiful. And she was so, so young. Um, let's try to end it on a positive note though, shall we? You know, speaking of black women, there is an opportunity for history to be made with the Supreme Court. Um, Stephen Breyer's retirement from the Supreme Court sets up President Biden to make history basically, and he could appoint a black woman. And the reason I bring this up is because on the campaign trail in 2020, Biden said that he would nominate a black woman if he were ever given the opportunity, like if, if there was a, a vacancy on the court. Well, now there is. And we didn't forget what you said, Biden. So he could definitely appoint a black woman right now. And in fact, there are some opportunities already lined up. There, There's basically a short list of women that could potentially be in this seat. Um, just to name a few, there's K Kataji Brown, Kataji Brown Jackson. She's a circuit judge with a Harvard law degree. Um, there's Leandra Kruger, a fairly young, 45 years old justice in California's Supreme court. There's J. Michelle Childs. You see what I'm saying? There are at least six options, seven. I'm reading on this article, six, seven options of black women for Biden to appoint to the Supreme court. And Lord knows we need that representation because the way things are going right now, they basically have dismantled everything Ruth Bader Ginsburg worked her ass off for trying to, why, why are we still trying to reverse Roe versus Wade over 40 years later? What, is, what has it been, 50 years? Let it go. Why y'all care about abortion so damn bad? Like still, it's, it, it's, it's just mind blowing to me. It really is. And so Biden, if you want to get something right, cause you still ain't, uh, cancel my student loans yet, my brother. But if you want to get anything right, appoint a black woman to the Supreme court and let's get shit done. And on that note, I want to remind y'all that black history month is coming up next week. Black history month launches on February 1st launches. Why did I say launches kicks off? Black History Month will be kicking off on Tuesday, February 1st. And I am going to jump in on the celebrations. I am going to be dropping a merch collection for Black History Month. So please keep your eyes peeled. Of course, original designs by Miss Chris D. Y'all know I got a flex in Adobe Illustrator from time to time. Okay. So keep an eye out. I've got sweatshirts, hoodies, um, long sleeve shirts with some awesome, dope Black History designs. So I really look forward to that. All right, y'all, that's a wrap on episode 155. Remember to subscribe wherever you're listening. If you haven't hit that subscribe button yet, what are you doing? Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And also follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. Of course, you can always follow me, Miss Chris D, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-E-E-E on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And I'll be back with another episode next week. Uh, not next week, but next episode. We're definitely talking about the Super Bowl and this crazy halftime show they have coming up. So stay tuned.